0: So I'm speaking with one of the most iconic uh, director-composer duos working in the film industry today. Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn and uh, Cliff Martinez are on their third feature film together with The Neon Demon after doing Only God Forgives and Drive uh, together. Both of them are regarded as top auteurs in their professions. And guys, thanks so much for uh, making time to chat today. Uh, Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Our pleasure. So before we discuss Neon Demon, I would love to know... Uh, going back to the first time you two met. What what led to you two working together, and what were your kind of first impressions of each other when you first met for the first time?
1: Well, it's hard to give away that secret because it was just about, uh, I think, uh, an instinctual approach. You know, we we met on drive, um, and lucky we were able to make it work together. And um, that was like just started as a one-off. And then afterwards, because it was such a quick experience, it was only five weeks, it was like, how was it for you? And was it good? And it was good for me. And you want to do another one? And Cliff was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And then from that on, we just really started working together. Now he knows the family, having worked with my wife. You know, there's a some, there's some much more family orientation, you know, that, you know, it's it's not just something to do with me, it's something to do with everyone. And uh, when something works, you don't question
0: it, you just go do it. And Cliff, what was, what was your kind of impression of Nick when you first met him? Was he someone that you knew that you got. You mean you? You immediately like. Okay, this is a director I can work with.
2: Yeah, I think I got to know Nicholas um, as a as a filmmaker quickly because one of the first things we did we had sushi and then we watched a really advanced cut of Drive, which was almost. It was a locked picture. It was you know aside from music and sound, it was a finished film, and I didn't know. After that, I went and watched Nicholas's movies, but I knew very little about his work. And I saw Drive and was just absolutely flabbergasted. And I just said, "I signed me up. This is a great film. I really want to do it." So,
0: yeah, oh, my wow. first
2: impression was quite favorable. But I I, 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 I guess I got to know him as a filmmaker first, and as a as a human <clears throat> a, little, a little bit further down the road.
0: Right. Right. So you guys met, obviously something clicked, and now on Neon Demon, um, I mean, obviously, Cliff, you're going to do the film. So uh, when Nicholas reached out to you and said, hey, I got this film, Neon Demon, um, I mean, how early in the production process do you start working in? Uh, Nicholas, I mean, how how early do you want music to be part of your process as well?
1: Well, I listen to a lot of music, you know, generally, I listen to a lot of music, uh, Uh, you know, um, on on a kind of creative level. uh, um, It helps me work. And so Cliff and I would, in the beginning of the process, just talk a lot, what kind of genre music would be interesting. Is it pop, disco, rock, classical, country and western? And we've kind of been through some various genres, you know, because, you know, Only Got The Gears was very much a country and western inspiration and Cliff even introduced me to a form of Thai country and western. On uh, Neon Demon it was very, you know, we really talked about the the late disco sound and and then, you know, I listened to a lot of that kind of music and then but it's not really until we meet in the editorial room that uh, then we start to uh, to really um, uh, zone in, I think.
0: And are you a more of a kind of hands-on uh, director with Cliff when it comes to him working? Are you giving him constant notes? Or Cliff, do you kind of just, are you let to go kind of do your own thing and come out with your creation and go, all right, what do you think? Or do you, are you kind of all kind of in sync with each other throughout the whole process? well i
1: I'm very much a complete hands off uh-huh.
0: especially
1: uh, in the beginning then maybe when there's something specific
2: to when you s- to. when you, you screw, screw up he becomes very hands on uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but
2: you don't screw up, so it's a very easy process <laughs> i think the uh the evolution of the of our uh creative partnership uh is probably getting increasingly hands-offer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think uh, Drive, we, uh, I mean, maybe hands-on sounds a little weird, but we talked almost every night on Skype. Nicholas was in Copenhagen, I was in LA. And it seems like the conversations um, became sparser through Only God Forgives and sparser through Neon Demon. And now we communicate solely through <laughs> mental telepathy. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Um, but, Nicholas, do you do you temp your, your films for Cliff, or are they completely void of anything when you give him his first cut to work with?
1: Uh, no, I, I, luckily, Cliff it, it encourages temp music. Oh, okay. And so, and I use the temp more as an in and out of when to emotionally connect the pieces together. But it's not a musical reference. Mm-hmm. It's just... On Neon Demon, we used a lot of Bernard Herman to uh, to kind of um, define the picture emotionally, right? And um, but it, from then it's kind of Cliff's own creation from then on.
0: So Cliff, when you if you encourage the temp for you, what does that do for you as as in your process? Do you enjoy seeing? I guess does it help you get into the mind of Nicholas and and what he's going for, what he's expecting? But I mean, you. And I guess it helps you in your process instead of trying to tell you what to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, among amongst composers, the practice of temp scoring is controversial. Some people feel that it kind of hems them in creatively. I think it's a pretty useful tool. Um, and I really love a mediocre temp score. There's nothing more intimidating than like a really great temp score. And there's nothing more misleading than a, a shitty one. Um, so I think it's a pretty good starting point. I mean, more than anything, I think it tells tells me where the music starts, where it stops. It gives some kind of some structure with the music for the film. I think that's important. It's also a, a basis for discussing the music because music's a kind of a hard thing to talk about if you tell me you want a uh, director says I want something that's brown slinky and heroic I really don't know what that means but <laughs> you put some Barack Herman in there I
0: okay I, that's
2: that's it. that's brown to me
0: <laughs> um, so I mean just kind of looking at this, the the film and the impression it's getting a lot of people. You know, uh, Nicholas, your, your vision is very unique to your own, but a lot of people, when they try to describe it, they, you know, they throw around names like Kubrick and Lynch and, and you know, for the music, maybe a little Wendy Carlos come to mind. Uh, do you, either of you draw inspiration from past storytellers uh, uh, that, you know, or do you tr- really kind of, it's more along the lines of trying to create an unfiltered voice that is uh, truly your own? Let me
1: let you in on a little secret. Everyone steals <laughs> that, that. just like the people you mentioned stole before me, right and if they didn't admit it, they're lying, <laughs> and then you know it's just the reality. art cannibalizes on itself absolutely know that by
0: now no, I, I agree with you completely. I think uh, uh one of the best I was talking to someone, and he says we 're all like sponges we 're just absorbing everything that influences and kind of regurgitating it out in in our voice i truly believe that yeah um in defense of of my uh, originality or or lack of it uh, (laughs) i
2: gotta say that nicholas i mean i usually freely fall in love with some chunk of temp music in every temp score and i will shamelessly uh you know emulate it um but Nicholas really threw a, a, a real curve ball with the top to bottom temp score of Bernard Herman, because I knew that was not, it was not going to be a, you know, a 50s orchestral sounding score. So I think I, I felt like there was a higher level of uh, not falling in love with, not role modeling anything uh, in Neon Demon more so than, you know, other films.
0: Right. And... I, I think I, t- I talked to you about this briefly on drive a little bit, but um, do Nicholas's visuals, uh, his, you know, I mean, he has such iconic visuals, the color palettes in his films are so vivid and so um, important to the story. I mean, does, do those have any effect on the way you create your sound palettes and your kind of electronic textures? Or is that kind of like, what exactly are you, I guess, scoring, you know, if you're taking the picture, what in the picture is your music kind of speaking to?
2: I think the visuals had a big impact because I always think of Nicholas as kind of like exploding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the images are kind of like bombastic and flamboyant, and I I did want to reflect that in, in the score to be kind of like loud. Like, right. Loud in terms of like like a loud shirt. I wanted it to be also flamboyant and bombastic. There was one thing that was an interesting like uh, creative. Synchronicity that I wanted to create the um, musical equivalent of something that sparkled. Wow. And uh, it wasn't until I saw the opening credit sequence later that I actually saw what I was, the the musical sound I was hearing in my head to complement like something that was visual. So that was kind of a weird thing. And that's. uh, I think the more we work together, there'll be more of those um, psychic moments.
0: <laughs> well, to, to wrap up, um, I, w- I would love to ask you this question, because I consider you both amazing auteurs, uh, you know, as a director for you, Nicholas, and as a composer for you, Cliff, respectively. So when someone says auteur filmmaker, what does that mean in 2016 today? I, I feel like we're living in a, in a time where producers are kind of back in the creative scene. Um, All the film funding is focused on tentpoles and franchises. Is it easy and creatively rewarding to be kind of this edgy auteur, creative storyteller in 2016?
1: It's not just rewarding, it's the fucking best. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because whatever we do, whether you like it or not, it's singular, unapologetic, completely uncompromising and that's the only thing that can never be taken away from it and to basically wake up every morning and control your destiny it's a wonderful experience and it may not be for everyone but art wasn't
0: created to be nice absolutely (laughs) Well, um, Cliff, is that the same same thing you feel? Yeah, I mean, I think it's also like a question of like surviving the business too.
2: I've always believed that you are competitive in the marketplace by being unique and rather than trying to be a versatile or be a jack of all trades, you will succeed by being an original. As much as I steal from other people, I always try to uh, mask it in a way that, that is perceived as being original. So I like to think that uh, if you want that Nicholas kind of film, if you want that Cliff kind of musical sound, there's only one person to come to to get that. And uh, I think that's what makes us... A brilliant duo. (laughs) That's what makes us competitive.
0: (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, I I love your your work together. and Cliff, I think the score is like one of the best you've ever done. I mean, I absolutely, truly loved it. And uh, I will uh, see you guys in Amoeba. So uh, have, a, have a fun rest of your uh, press store. But thanks so much for making time today.
2: Cool. Thank you. Thank you.